record extensions. I don't care much about music. What I like is sounds. Dizzy Gillespie. General chord extension info. A chord extension is a note that isn't in the triad. It's extra. Notes are added to triads to change the triad's flavor, their feel, and in many cases, the extension changes how the chord is used. Some notes added to triads are sevenths, ninths, elevenths, and thirteenths. We haven't talked yet much about intervals higher than octaves, called compound intervals, so now's the time. If you look at the C scale in example number one below, the octave is the same letter as the bottom note, the one, so the eight is the same letter as the bottom. In this case, C is one and C is eight. Therefore, the ninth note is the same letter as the second note of the scale, only it's an octave higher. The eleventh is like a fourth, but an octave higher. The thirteenth is like a sixth, but an octave higher. Chords with extensions are written with the number of the extension above and to the right of the chord letter, like so. Extensions can also be used with Roman numerals, like 5-7 or V-7, and 4-9, etc. The number tells you which note you're adding to the triad. The number represents the interval from the root of the chord to the extension. For example, a chord symbol with a 7 in it means that you're adding a note a seventh above the root of the chord. An extension can be altered a half-step up or down to give you yet another type of chord. Be sure to experiment with these configurations of tones. Remember that music is about the sounds and not the written note on the page. Experience and experiment and listen to these chords. Don't just think about them and don't just look at them. Listen to them. On to the specifics. Example 2 is a chart showing the symbols used with the letter names and what they mean. And I'll just run through those briefly. A minus sign, an M or an MIN, means minor. A capital M, an MAJ, or a triangle means major. A DIM or a circle means diminished. A minus 7 flat 5 or a circle with a slash through it is half diminished. AUG or plus sign is an augmented chord. Don't worry about the half diminished, we'll get to that in a minute. Seventh chords. Seventh chords are a very important type of chord in Western music. They're essential to most chord progressions and give chord progressions the quality our ears are used to hearing. We'll get into specific types of chord progressions in two chapters. So why are these called seventh chords? Because if you stack another note on top of a triad, the interval from the root to that top note is a seventh. When you see only a seven, all by its lonesome, next to a chord symbol, it's always a minor seventh above the root. However, sometimes you'll have a chord with a major seventh above the root, one of my favorite sounding chords. In that case, you have to specify that a major seventh is the extension by putting a capital M or an MAJ or a small triangle in front of the extension number. Here are the various seventh chords. And in example three, you can see an F7, a D minor seven, a C7 in treble clef, and in bass clef, a G major seven, an E minor seven, and an A flat major seven. As you can see in these examples, the quality of the chord is written next to the letter of the chord. And of course, the exception is major chords in which you see just the letter. And then any alterations to the seven to the right of the letter are written in small letters before the seven. Remember, if it's just a seven, it's always a minor seventh. 
the dominant seventh chord. There is a special kind of seventh chord that appears in a huge majority of chord progressions, and it's called the dominant seventh chord. It's called dominant because that's one of the names for the fifth degree of the major scale. The dominant seventh chord is a key-specific chord, meaning it's the relationship of the chord tones in the key signature and its function that makes it a dominant seventh. That's why each measure below is in a different major key. The first is in the key of C, then the key of G, then the key of B-flat, and then the key of F. The dominant seventh chord symbol is a V7, or 5-7, Roman numeral. Because you know how Roman numerals are used, you know that the 5-7, or the V7, means the chord is built on the fifth degree of the scale, and it's got a minor seventh in it. The dominant seventh chord is an important chord because it pulls our ears back toward the tonic chord, or the one chord. So here's what I'm talking about. I'm going to do these chords, the five chords that you just saw, and each one is going to resolve to the tonic. I'm doing this on guitar because guitar is a little less intuitive than piano. I'll be posting an example of this on piano as well in the future, so stay tuned for that. We'll get more of this in Chapter 32, Chord Progressions. Ninth Chords Ninth chords have five chord tones, root, third, fifth, seventh, and ninth. To the right in Example 5 are some ninth chords of various flavors. You'll see the grand staff, and a G9, a D minor 9, an E minor 9, and an A major 7 9. As before, the quality of the chord is written in large letters next to the chord letter, and the extensions are written with smaller letters and numbers above and to the right. If all you see is a 9, the minor 7th is implied. However, if you want a major 7th in there instead, you have to specify it, as in the major 7 9 in this example. Remember that unless otherwise indicated, the 7 in a chord symbol is always a minor 7th. Also, you won't see a comma in the chord name much either, but it does happen as in that last example, the A major 7 comma 9 chord. You might also see A major 9 or A major 7 9. Other chords. 11th and 13th chords. The process for these chords is very similar to what you already know. An 11th chord will have a root, 3rd, 5th, 7th, 9th, and 11th. A 13th chord will have a root, 3rd, 5th, 7th, 9th, 11th, and 13th. The important notes in these chords are the extension number, so the 11th or the 13th. You don't always have to play all the notes in a chord. What's most important is how the chord feels in the progression, so context matters. You don't have to have all of the notes in that chord, but you have the option of having all of those notes in the chord. The half-diminished chord. For this example, we're going to stay in the key of A minor to avoid a bunch of accidentals. But of course, all chords, including the half-diminished chord, 
can be found or created in any key starting on any note. I'll explain why it's called half-diminished later. A half-diminished chord is a minor seventh chord with a lowered perfect fifth. Above the root, you'll have a minor third, a diminished fifth, and a minor seventh. In a longer version, this chord could be notated with A minus symbol 7 flat 5, or A with an M-I-N, then a 7 and a flat 5. But the shortest version that gives the same information is A with a slashed circle next to it. So are all these symbols confusing? Without a doubt. The reason for the shortening of the symbols is that when musicians are reading through chord changes while improvising, it's more difficult and time-consuming to read C, M, I, N, 7, flat 5, which has 5 to 7 bits of information. It's longer to read that than it is to read C with a slashed circle. That only has 2 bits of information that mean the same thing. So the shorter you can make those symbols, the quicker you can load that information into your short-term memory. With only two bits of information to take in, the C with a slashed zero is better. Diminished seventh chord, also known as the fully diminished seventh chord, compared to the half-diminished chord you just learned. The diminished seventh chord is made up of stacked minor thirds. The diminished seventh chord has four notes, and the interval between each successive note is a minor third, or three half-steps. Because these chords are symmetrical, they repeat every three half-steps. So for example, the G-diminished seventh chord has the notes G, B-flat, D-flat, and F-flat, and it has the same exact pitches as the B-flat-diminished seventh chord, the D-flat-diminished seventh chord, and the E-diminished seventh chord. And those of you who are quick with enharmonic notes know that E is the enharmonic equivalent for F-flat. So even though all of those diminished chords are used in different ways, they all sound the same. Chords not covered. There are a few other types of chords that this book won't cover, but I'll tell you what some of them are, and you can discover them on your own if you'd like. There are suspended fourth chords, Neapolitan sixth chords, German sixth chords, and many others. Take a look online, see what you can find. Moving on. This chapter should allow you to understand and spell most chords you'll come across. Again, the concepts you're now learning are more complex than previous ones, and they may take some time before they're understood well, so keep at it. All the chords in this chapter have been in root position, the most basic form of a chord. In the next chapter, you'll learn about chord inversions, which is a chord with a note other than the tonic as the bottom note. But first, the chapter 30 study guide.